System one loaded. Yo, welcome to another generation defining episode of Day Two Update. Today, ah, oh, you guys guessed it. We're going to talk about games that defined a generation. This is episode five of twelve, and this would be Hulk and Yoda's third title, Yoda. First off, what is up? What's up, man? What's going on? Not much. Uh, so just kind of recap for us real quick. What were your first two games and the games that define a generation? Now, again, for the listeners, these are games that we feel not just are great games, but games that actually defined this generation and kind of changed the landscape of gaming. Maybe it's something that they did differently that other people should take advantage of or did take advantage of. So what were your first two titles? Uh, so that would be The Witcher 3 and Hitman 2016. So your first two titles were The Witcher and then Hitman 2016. My first title was Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and then I followed up with Resident Evil 2, the remake. So what is the fifth game? So for me... Uh, the next genre-defining game that really sticks out to me on this gen, man, it is the fourth in its series. That's going to be Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Nathan. You, me, together, we were destined for something great. Wow. Uh, honestly, when you said it's going to be the fourth in the series, I was like, if this dude just says just cause, I'm out. Like this, this, <laughs> a, this show's over with. Uh, no, it was a fun game, but so Uncharted Four, man. So we're talking about some uh, some Elena. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. Elena was definitely very prominently in this game for sure. Yeah, she's a big part of that of what helped make this genre defining for me. So uh, for those of us who are in the know. Which I'm one of them, uh, but for those of us who are not in the know, what I mean, what's Uncharted for? Give us a, what what are we talking about? When did this game come out? Give us a brief story. Why is this game on this list? Uh, yeah, definitely, man. So the game released in May, May 10th specifically of 2016, and for those of you that may not know, believe it or not, that's actually almost about two and a half years into the PS4's life cycle, which. Uh, I still think to this day is kind of crazy because you think about it, Uncharted really was their flagship series coming out of the PS3 uh, generation. And for them to wait two and a half years before they released Uncharted 4, the next one, it was kind of like, wow. And for me personally, uh, I was waiting to buy a PS4 until the next Uncharted game. So kind of starting with that, man, I mean, it's it's what I would consider a system seller. So a genre-defining game, I feel like, would have to be, you know, a system seller. They're one and the same. You know what I'm saying? So uh, the story uh, is what you would uh, ask for as well. Basically, we go pretty far into the future from Uncharted 3's ending. And at this point, you know, Drake is kind of retired and he's settled down to be a, a family man. And he's working your normal nine-to-five kind of job. Uh He's got a daughter now. A lot of stuff going on, but man, you know, it's just that life that he lived, that adventure, that thrill of hunting treasure and finding these artifacts and, you know, gunfights and, and running and jumping and just all this amazingness that he's experienced for the majority of his life. 
he's not able to scratch that itch anymore, man. And he is really struggling with it. But he's promised Elena that he's not going to do it anymore. So that's kind of where we see the game start out, man. And then the game, you know, things happen to bring him back into the archaeological treasure hunting game, so to speak. But uh, bottom line is, man, the, the way that it's the, the fact that it was really, in my opinion, the first major exclusive that was really released for the PS4 that really said, yo, you got to get a PS4 to play this game. Stop lying to yourself. The biggest pirate treasure of all time is within our grasp. Watch out! Look, Nate, I'm going to make you a one-time offer. Drop everything. Okay, I mean, so it's the first game that you, you say is a system seller. It's the first game that you say, hey, you got to get a PS4 to play this. But what exactly specifically about the game that you're here now, four years later, saying, hey, if you own a PS4, you have to play Uncharted. You can't, you know, we always like to go to, hey, if you go into the next generation, Sony or Microsoft's going to make you prove that you deserve to buy the next console by, hey, let me see your punch card. What games have you played? So what makes Uncharted 4 that punch card game? So for me, man, absolutely. There's uh, quite a few things that stand out to me. Uh, the first thing that will jump out to anybody are the visuals. Uh, the graphics on this game were absolutely stunning at the time, and they're still pretty mind-blowing now, uh, especially if you have a PS4 Pro and you get the patch. I mean, that 4K upscale, man, it just... It's an absolutely gorgeous game. So if you're looking for some of the highest quality and graphics, you can't. It's hard to find much better than Uncharted Four. So one, you have the graphical beauty of the game and and the attention to detail within the environments, character models, so on and so forth. Uh, secondly, for me, I really felt that the storytelling and the way that they evolve the storytelling naughty dog the developer is just phenomenal at storytelling and they've kind of evolved it over the years through the course of the uncharted franchise and then the last of us was in between uncharted three and four and you can kind of see the influences of that kind of storytelling from the last of us in uncharted four and that it's not just hey let's go from mission to mission to mission you know and do a, a two-minute cutscene in between there's a lot of slow down intricate conversation between the characters in this game and that was something that really stood out to me and i felt kind of helps make this a genre defining game i mean at the beginning you're just kind of living drake's life you're working that job that i referenced earlier you're genuinely working this guy's job and experiencing through him that itch that is not being scratched he's exploring his house and you get to look and see what his family life is like and you go to the attic where he has all of his relics and all the things from his past that he's just kind of reliving and the way that the game is done the design is done so well you hear the sound effects as a distant memory as he's looking through his boxes of memories and adventures and it's just it's so well done man it, it reminded me a lot of uh walking simulators in the sense that they're very detailed and those exploratory things in the environment and telling stories and just really kind of sucking you in and i think i thought it did an awesome job of doing that and for it to be a triple a title something that kind of started out as like a tomb raider action kind of game and turn into that as far as from a storytelling standpoint i thought it was phenomenal uh, they implemented a rope mechanic in this game that I thought was extremely fluid as far as the physics. It expanded the gameplay. Uh, Uncharted's always known for its set-piece moments. There's always at least one or two major ones in every game, and this game was no exception. There was an exciting, amazing, 
uh, car chase sequence where you're a lot of it being dragged uh, from the back of the car through mud and city streets and all kinds of things by the rope. Uh, just a phenomenal uh, technological set piece that really just kind of showcased the power of the PS4 at the time and what was possible with this generation. Um, and it was just a great amalgamation of genres, in my opinion, combining just so many different things and, and different aspects of different genres into this one package and just made it an amazing experience, uh, in my opinion. Um, and there was there was really one thing that stood out to me uh, exponentially, man, which was, as you mentioned earlier, Elena, which is Drake's wife, uh, the relationship between the two of them and this game. Uh, you know, you see the relationship throughout the course of the series, but in this game, you really get to see the genuineness of their caring for one another and that friendship, as well as that romanticism that they have between each other. It's just awesome, man, to see that relationship portrayed within a gaming setting and within the medium of gaming and to see that we can do that in our favorite medium and it still be successful. Uh, just something as simple as the two of them joking and laughing with each other on their couch. You know, that was amazing. Uh, and it leads me to the next thing, which is I think that this next thing influenced the entire generation in a lot of ways. And that was the infamous Crash Bandicoot level that you can actually play as, uh, as Drake trying to beat Elena's high score um, as like a little mini game at the beginning of this game. And it's the legit level from Crash Bandicoot, the original OG PS1 game. And because there was so much uh, hype around this when the game released, it actually prompted uh, Activision to do a remake for uh, Crash Bandicoot, as far as the trilogy is concerned, or a remaster, if you will, the, the old games with new graphics. And that kind of spawned a whole generation, in my opinion, of nostalgia and remakes uh, of games, Spyro, Resident Evil, possibly. You know, But I, I just feel like that impact that that one scene had uh, on a lot of releases going forward throughout the generation was, was pretty big, uh, in my opinion. Um, and ultimately, you know, two last points I have here. I felt like Naughty Dog, I respect them for the fact that they wanted to go out on top. They don't want to continue to milk the franchise. They were like, look, this is only the fourth game, but we're going to end it here and we're going to end it right. And we're not going to continue to milk this game uh, franchise every two years. You know, we're going to have a complete end of the story. And this is it. This is the package. I thought that was great. Respectable. And I thought that they ended it right. The ending to the story and to that game specifically was just phenomenally well done. And it wasn't drawn out, but it wasn't immediately like two seconds you blink and it's over. They really uh, had a very nice, uh, thoughtful uh, ending to the whole thing. And overall, man, all those things combined, uh, it, it was just a phenomenal experience. And I think definitely defined what this generation, especially from a storytelling standpoint, meant to gaming. different choices how we might have ended up no i like the hand we've been dealt all right man yeah a lot of good things there i definitely do think it is probably uh the best uncharted overall uh certainly the best story in an uncharted game uh so it's definitely uh just interesting hearing why you thought it was a generation defining game uh but let me ask you this do you honestly truthfully in the heart I mean, first off, does Hulk and Yoda have a heart? I'd like to think so, yeah. <laughs> so, in the depths of this heart, do you feel like this is honestly the last Uncharted? 
you know, to be honest with you, unless they go the prequel route, I, I do. I don't ever see there being an Uncharted 5. I'd be extremely surprised if there was. And see, that's where I, I think I differ. I, I absolutely think there's going to be another Uncharted, and I think in some way, shape, and form, it's going to involve his their daughter, whether it's she's the explorer or she somehow gets roped into something. I could see that. All right, man. So uh, game number five, Uncharted 4, A Thief's In, exclusively on the PlayStation 4, is game number five of the generation-defining games. Anything else you want to say on Uncharted, Nathan Drake, before we close the book? Uh, Just that, hey, if you guys, for some reason, have not yet played the game, check it out. It's a great experience. And guess what, guys? If you haven't played the game... You know, I'm pretty positive that the PS5 is going to be backwards compatible, so you can play it on your brand new shiny PlayStation 5. Definitely. But thanks for joining us for another generation-defining game. We hope you'll check us out next month, which is the month of April, where your boy, truly, Linking Sponge, is going to let you know what his third game is. And if you think you might know what that game is, let us know at Instagram, Facebook. Do we have a Twitter? We have Twitter, right? We do. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter. You didn't see that thing. You can send me the download.